This is KGMI Connects with Joe Tian, a live local show about our community and you on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. Sorry about that. I was uh, just like John with Jason and time got away. I had a little... Full moment of dead air there as we we're getting into the show, but happy to have you with us and uh, hope to hear from you here on KGMI Connects 360-676-5464. Whatever is on your mind is what our show is all about. Give you a chance to talk about it and let everybody know how you feel about it. So once again, 360-676-5464 is our phone number. That just seems, I have to say... Well, this is going to bug some people, but, you know, we hear from especially Republican politicians. I mean, everybody's in favor of freedom and freedom, 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 you know, free to individual freedom, you know, do your own thing. But I was seeing where uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders now, you know, says he they banned Latin, Latin X from uh, that term from uh, state government and schools and all that and of course, we had Ron DeSantis, who always seems to be banning something or other. I mean, <laughs> they get in control and they start banning stuff. But, um, well, just a thought. But uh, we want to hear from you, whatever is on your mind, because it's not all about uh, what is on my mind or what my take is. But let's get going with Rich in Ferndale. Hey, Rich. How's it going, Joe? Doing okay. So, yeah, plenty to talk about. That news story about two minutes ago on the radio, I... Uh, got the news alert a couple days ago on the Whatcom News feed. First thing I thought was, okay, the officer had to break off pursuit. And then I thought, did he do that because it was a rule, or did he do that because it was the safe thing to do? And if it was a rule and they, he would have stopped that guy, would that wreck have occurred with the young child in the car? So that's, or you know, was that, who knows, right? Was the chase what? caused it because the guy was the you know a, a sheriff's deputy had attempted to stop this guy and then he apparently he, uh, from what we understand from uh, the police from the state patrol then he took off and was speeding away from the attempted traffic stop and then rear-ended this vehicle so, then so should we ban all traffic stops because they might be a problem and just let criminals do whatever they want probably not no but, so there's a lot of ways to look at it but if he yeah. would pursued the guy and stopped him he wouldn't have gotten the wreck either but you know the rule is you have to let him go and they know that i think that's why they speed away because they know they don't have to you know after a certain well, speed limit or whatever they're just let go dui and who knows maybe the officer didn't encounter this person enough to have a sense of whether the person was impaired i because I, I don't know what the nature of the original stop was but right. uh, i believe dui is one of those instances are one of those suspected crimes where a pursuit can happen. So that's not the main thing I want to talk about, but I do remember that in the news a couple, this was like, what, three days ago when it happened? It happened terrible, Friday terrible, night, terrible yeah. Thing. Was and awful. this guy isn't a first-time offender. It's not the first time he drove this way. He has a record or something, I think they said, too. So yeah. it's kind of too bad. So our, our president, is there, they keep finding more documents. So I'm wondering if you and everybody out there are starting to believe in corruption because Either they're planting this as they go, or Biden has lied through his teeth about this, how he takes classified, top-secret things, you know, seriously. So it's one or the other. Either we got—I don't know. It's just—I yeah, can't believe this keeps happening. I yeah. mean, should they, should they go to George W.'s place and find documents? I bet they would. Well, it sure seems like it. I mean— So D.C. is a corrupt place. All in all, 98% of those people that work in Washington, D.C. are completely corrupt and self-serving. Completely corrupt, you think? Oh, totally. I mean, does the fact that uh, they they have these classified documents, does that that immediately show corruption in your mind, I guess? It it shows flagrant uh, disregard for the law, and these are the top guys that know it. So, you know, the the Trump raid come along and that's pretty, wow, you know, a former president and all these documents, you know, this is pretty serious. And then we go to the current president, we find out it's just as bad or worse going back long periods of time. So these guys are all on the same boat. And I don't know if they're cherry picking this for results to get rid of Biden to keep him from running. I mean, just 
it, they're just so not trustworthy anymore. It, it's, it doesn't make any sense. And I can give you an example of corruption, a, a good one, a local one. Yeah. Uh, when, when Trump got into office, uh, there was some talk about changing uh, USDA rules on meat packing. There's a, a huge demand here for locally grown beef, and the regulation makes it very hard for anybody to sell it by the piece. You have to sell quarters, halves, and holes to get around the USDA regulation. Mm. So one of the local butchers here went to D.C. In, uh, sometime in late 2017. There was some talk about changing the regulation because Trump's all about deregulating. So they go to this meeting. I'm going to reach out to him and, and see if he can call you because, I mean, it's crazy. They get mm. to a meeting in D.C., and the, the people get in there. You know, there's a few local. There's like, I don't know, five or six, one guy here locally. And they say, oh, where's your cash? Mm. He says, Washington runs on cash. They, they wanted a bribe to get the ball rolling. And everyone was what? just jaw-dropped, and that was the end of that. Yep. So now who was this person affiliated with? Uh, this was a government person in D.C., the first go-through. Whenever you want hmm. something in D.C., you have to go through many people to get it. You don't go to the top guy and get right. it. You meet with a committee or with this or with that, and they and it was just like I heard that from several people. So I'm, I'm going to check Where's into that a little more. Where's your cash, huh? Where's hmm. your cash? Yes. Hmm. $100 bills, you know. Tens of thousands of dollars to get things going. So, well, that's just, pretty blatant corruption. But I know a lot of people and organizations travel to Washington D.C. and and our state capital, for that matter, and you know to lobby to to press right. for different issues. I have not they heard that that, that, that this is that this is always happening. That everybody they encounter, the initial person they encounter, says, "Well, where's the cash? Then we'll, well, you we'll take you upstairs." The wheels, Joe. Nothing happens. <laughs> just by the well, forms and the right way to do it. It's all grease in the wheels as you go. Well, if there's other Not people so that have an experience level. with that, trying, you know, going to lobby and then being asked to open up your wallet before you even speak to anybody that has any well, say on the Well, you get there, matter. you have this meeting, and where's your money? Like, oh, like, wow, this is pretty crazy. It, it, but, it, I mean, the news is proving that they're corrupt. To have to keep having these documents unearthed from back when Biden was a senator, I mean, there's just there is no rules in that town except for cover your butt and pay off your buddies. That's the only rule. That's that the guys who stay in DC a long time pay their buddies and pay the go-betweens and cover their promises like say the first black woman on the Supreme Court or uh, shutting down the Keystone pipeline. Those are promises that were made to donors to his campaign and day 1 he fulfilled the promise. Well, to supporters then, as well. I mean, there are a lot of people who went didn't donate who and it's talk. It's about uh, appealing to your base, and I mean, all it's politicians about, do like, that. Well, I mean, it's you know, about fundraising I, actually. It's not about well, that. It's about fundraising. I don't and know money about. I don't know about shutting down Keystone XL. If that was, you know, how many, how many, you know, tribes and other organizations are there that are, you know, and you know, and you know, environmental organizations are they paying off Biden to shut down Keystone XL? Conditions I mean, of support, Joe. You, but, we will pay so, you but now Trump, now Trump appealed to his base. He did he everything he did. He did to appeal yes. to his base. But that's what del, that's thing, what what uh, politicians there's, do. There's it's, a very unique thing about Trump, though. He didn't have to take money from anybody. Oh boy. Okay. You know what no, I mean? No, He's no, no, come on. Yeah, exactly. No, he doesn't take any money from anybody. I mean, just look at the, he's it's a marketing machine is what he is. I mean, you yes, can't say that he doesn't take money. money from anybody. And if you if you, you know what I mean, Joe. No, no. I mean, I get the appeals in my email all the time because of where I work and stuff. Of I get the appeals from, you know, donate to to Donald but Trump that, and That doesn't count. Oh, that is oh, little come guys on. like Joe, you and me are little fish. We're talking big donors that right checks for multiple hundreds of thousands mm. those are the ones he makes the promises to all right we're not talking all about right. peanut all email right. donations like joe blow you and me we're okay. talking about the big fish all right rich anyway, so that, have a good day joe. okay you <laughs> too all right let's move along here we want to hear whatever you've got to say here randy and bellingham joins us hi randy hey joe i want to talk about the national debt and the debt ceiling sure uh the way i look at it is you can't do tax cuts for 40 years and then expect to pay your bills. It just doesn't work out. Uh, you know, the Republicans keep saying they want to deliberate and negotiate this thing, but I, I think it's just wrong to use the debt ceiling as blackmail in a sense, because that's money we've already spent. That should be paid without question. And, uh, and then we can negotiate the rest of it after that. 
But I think with the negotiations, they could start with the Trump tax cuts, just rescind all those, take those away. And then uh, each time we can negotiate back through the different presidents and just uh, repeal all those tax cuts over the past 40 years, all the way back to Reagan. Uh And everybody seems to be shocked that we don't have any money. Well, if you don't have any money coming in, (laughs) you can't expect to pay the bills. And, you know, they they want to always cut Social Security and, and Medicare. And, you know, that's a no-starter. Joe Biden's not going to negotiate cutting Social Security and Medicare. Uh, you know, Medicare, in a way, has already been cut because uh, Bush Jr. Uh, brought in the Advantage plans, uh, which is private insurance, uh, which partly privatized Medicare already, which is, my mind, just wrong. That should have never have happened. Well, you know, I, Medicare. I, I think to be fair, I, I don't believe that it took away any benefits that are provided by Medicare. But it was, and um, I, you know, I don't believe there was any move of that like that. But that it reduced the coverage that Medicare offers. But um, well, and, it brought it brought private insurance into a government program um, where they could have, rather than spending. I can't remember the figure. I think for each of us that's on a Medicare Advantage plan that the government pays them like something like 15000 a year or something like that. They pay a flat fee to the insurance company to take it over, and that's involving. But it'd be much cheaper for the government just to – that was just to start. And so what they're working for, that's just dipping their, their, their beak in the water. What they're working for is, of course, to, what they want is to privatize the whole thing. And they want to privatize Social Security also. And Social Security is solvent. All they need to do is there's a $140,000 cap. If you earn up to 100, if anything you earn after 140000 you don't have to pay Social Security tax on. They just need to remove that tax. Social Security is automatically solvent. There's no problems, mm-hmm. you know. There's no reason that, uh, say, somebody earning a million dollars a year pays a less of a percentage for Social Security than the rest of us, mm-hmm. that actually we're paying a higher percentage. The lower-income people are, are, are paying the same percentage or, or a higher percentage of their income to Social Security than the millionaire. Right, so just right. remove that cap. Everybody pays the same percentage, and uh, Social Security is solvent, you know. Uh-huh. Okay. And, you know the, you know I just don't I don't get it you know because uh, and I don't get the American people why they keep voting for these uh, Republicans that want to cut our uh, our uh, Social Security and Medicare which are programs that Americans all want to keep and you don't want it they talk about lowering down the age for retirement for Medicare and boy I tell you once you get up to that age you're glad that you have it. At that age, you know, in my mind, people should retire as soon as they can. I retired when I was fifty-five, oh, and I'm glad lucky. I did because now that I'm close, now that I'm seventy, I got people dropping off right and left. You just don't live that long, is what I'm saying. Yeah, and yeah. and when you get to be my age, you realize, boy, I'm glad I retired when I did. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations! I'm glad you had the opportunity to do that. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I did. Right. Well, you know, I don't live high on the hog, but it can be arranged. You can you can pull it off, you know. Okay. All right. And 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 maybe you're not gonna be driving a Cadillac or, or whatever, but to yeah. me it was more important that I have my life to spend as I want. Now retirement to me is I still work every day, but the difference is is I do work I want to do. Oh cool. You know? Okay. All right. And I don't have anybody. I don't have anybody in my life telling me what to do. That's been since I was fifty-five years old. That's pretty nice. And, yeah, uh, my father-in-law was able to retire at that age too, and I always have envied him. I thought that was pretty pretty great. But all right, Randy. Yeah, I didn't have any social security, or I didn't have any. Uh, I have yeah. social security now, but I didn't have a private pension. None of that, you know. But uh, I was able to uh, able course, to do that. So you're I not not getting as much social security that as you would have if you had waited. No, but, no, I'm not. But you made you that, know, I, tra- I that tra- trade off. Yeah, yeah, that was a trade off. You know, I because I figured that it worked out for me because I got less money sooner. Mm-hmm. But I figured you don't know how long you're going to live. You know, I I I, and I know actually quite a few people that 
they only collected for maybe three or four years, and then they died. Oh, boy. You know, and they had, like, yeah. huge pensions and great Social Security. What good is it if you're dead? That's well, what I'm that's saying. true. <laughs> All right, Randy. Well, thanks, right. and I, I agree with you. I think we need to protect uh, Social Security and Medicare, absolutely. We'll take a quick break. we got Paul. we got Robert on the line. We'll hear from them in just a moment. Back in two minutes here on KGMI Connects, and we want to hear from you, 360-676-5464. I'm a homeowner. I have systems in my house that I want taken care of. How would I want to be treated? I would want predictable, yearly, strict maintenance. I'd want to know exactly what goes on with my systems. And I'd want to know that if something goes wrong, somebody has my back. That's all I care about. The map is the solution to that. The map is a complete synopsis of your system. We also have priority service for our customers. Every time that we go out there, you're going to get a detailed report emailed to you, emailed to us, stored in a database. And we can know and predict what needs to happen with your system on a year-to-year basis. We can avoid major breakdowns. That's the point. That's the purpose. When everything is stacking up against you, the MAP or Mars Advantage Plan is filled with solutions. Nobody knows when they're going to lose heat, but everyone needs help when it happens. You can count on Mars Heating and Air Conditioning. We'll be there for you. Ready to put some skin in the game? The only sports book north of Snohomish County is now open at Silver Reef Casino Resort. Get in the game with baseball, football, basketball, hockey, and your other favorite sports. Visit Portage Bay Sportsbook and Bar and place your bets today. Sportsbook open daily at 9 a.m. Betting kiosks open 24-7. Silver Reef Casino Resort, located off I-5, exit 260. We've got that. At Silver Reef Casino Resort, we've got that. Escape the hustle and bustle of the city and get ready for a fun and relaxation-filled getaway. Luxury hotel rooms? Yep. Championship golf? Mm Mm-hmm. Top-rated casino with all the best slots and table games? Yes and yes. World-class dining at the region's best and Wine Spectator award-winning steakhouse? Yes, please. The total package is only missing one thing. You. Silver Reef Casino Resort. Located off I-5, exit 260. We've got that. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. Back at it here on this Monday, and we want to hear from you. Let's go to Paul in Bellingham. Hi, Paul. How are you doing? Thanks for taking my call. You bet. You bet. Thanks for joining us. Um, I was just calling uh, regarding the uh, administrators that were reassigned uh, from the school district after this young lady was sexually assaulted numerous times. Okay. Um, how is it that they were not fired? Um, they broke the law. I mean, it's straight and level, straight across the board. Someone reports this, you do the right thing and involve involve law enforcement. Um, I don't. I'm just kind of gray on that area. How they? Well, they're they're charged with breaking the law. They haven't been convicted of a crime, so I guess we'll have to wait and see what uh, the response from the school district might be if that if that changes. Yeah, well, you know, as far as I understand, uh, the young lady in her situation, God bless her, uh, did the right thing, went through the right steps, and the big rub comes in here is whether these administrators followed the protocol of the law and actually went to law enforcement and said, here's what we've got, or -hmm. if they just blew it off, oh, kids will be kids type of deal or whatever. And then what else has happened to the perpetrator of this crime? As I understand, the young person has been been detained, I I believe, faces uh, charges for this. that as, but um, obviously that's involved in, involved I, I likely in the juvenile court system. But um, yeah. Well, my my other point is, um, this gal went through what she went through. She went to the proper authorities, and here's the sixty four dollar question: Did they actually have the police come to her and interview her, or did she and her family have to go to the police? That right there shows that they dropped the ball regarding this incident. Well, what we know at this point is that these administrators, that's the charge they face, is that they did not go to either the police or Child Protective Services to report this um, 
the, these allegations. So that's that's the at the root of these. That's what the criminal charges are uh, that I'm they sure failed in that. A, I'm uh, sure there so. will be a record of whether they you know filed a police report or did anything along those lines. And it's it's in our state uh, WAC, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. Revised Code of Washington, um, where you are required by law if this has been brought to your attention to go directly to the police. Yeah. So we'll see. So if they didn't. I mean, they they should be looking for a job. All right. Okay, Paul. All right. Thank you. for your call. Appreciate it. Let's go to, uh, let's go up to Birch Bay and Doug joins us. Hi, Doug. Hey, hi, Joe. All right. I've, I've heard some things about the national debt that kind of confused me. Okay. Um, one of them is, I think your previous caller said this, that, the money's already been spent uh, when he's talking about raising the debt ceiling. Right. Um, how can that be? If the money has been spent, then isn't it a part of the debt? And and therefore, what's the debt ceiling supposed to do? Is it supposed to limit the amount of debt we can take on? Uh, yes. Uh, it, it limits the um, – it's like a – it's like the the debt limit on your credit card. You have right, that, right, you know, right, you take right. out a credit card and it says, "Okay, you have you can borrow say you can borrow $10,000." And so you once you get up to that point, bank says, "Sorry, we're not going to lend you. You can't put anything more on your card because it's all full up. You know, you know, you have to pay it off. You have to pay off mm-hmm. some of that." So where they are mm-hmm. is that yeah, we've basically this is money that uh, as I understand it, this is money that has been spent, or these are loans that have been taken out. But now there's a limit on, uh, and there's there's always discussion. And when we get to this point, should we just do away with this debt limit and just say, okay, the government can borrow whatever? No, no Congress and no president have been uh, willing to do that at this point. But uh, so then we hit that limit that that uh, the government has imposed on itself, or Congress has imposed on itself. So then, okay, but the bills are still coming due. So then, okay, we got to bump this up again to make the payments that uh, we're, we've promised. I so guess the you're, you're, they're right. It is kind of counterintuitive, <laughs> as you think. Okay, if I. What's that? Go ahead. What you just described, okay, with the credit card, uh-huh. they're not going to let you spend over your, let's say you got a $10,000 limit on your credit card. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be able to spend eleven thousand, mm-hmm. right? Right. Okay. So therefore, the money has not been spent. All right. Uh huh. Please stop saying that the money's already been spent. But it has because been because it's it's it not, not like well well let, let me just say because it's it's like you <laughs> saying well it's like you getting a credit card I should say it's like you getting a credit card from the bank that doesn't have a limit but you say okay but I'm going to be good I'm going to keep them I'm only going to put ten thousand dollars no more than ten thousand dollars on this card and then I get crazy and whatever I decide and I buy something and okay now now I've charged up twelve thousand dollars but. You know, I had that artificial limit I put on myself of ten thousand, so I'm not going to pay on. This is what the you know the the debate is. I mean, because Congress really they put the limit on themselves. The banks, the lenders didn't put the limit on them. They put it on themselves, but it's make believe that it's it's that's all it is. It's not. So, then, <laughs> so they've spent the money over and above that, but now there's you know so. But, but Joe, <laughs> please, please stay. They haven't spent the money. They've they borrowed they've it. Yeah, committed to spending the money, right? Well, I mean, like yeah, they passed budget, some I kind suppose. of bill. Yeah. They passed a bill in December to fund the government through September, right? Mm-hmm. Now that's going to push us over our debt, right? Uh huh. Okay, but they haven't spent all the money from now till September, right? Well, I. I guess I'm not sure how the whole process well, of works. They so you're saying just okay, just stop spending. But I, you know, I that's not mm-hmm. how. It, but that's not how it works. I mean, because all these banks are going to say, well, you've you have spent the money, you've committed to this, you know, these loans, no, and no, 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 no. and what now you're going to default on the loans. That's what they're talking about. That we would default on these loans. We wouldn't and just. That's not true. Okay, that's Doug. not true either. Well, if you can, Stop if you can, it, well, yeah. if you can fix the whole process, they could use you in Washington D.C. I think. And uh, well, I know, no, 
not true. It's just not yeah. true because the only way we default on the loan is if we don't pay the interest, right? So, so if we don't pay the loan, I mean, you have a bill that includes principal and yeah, interest. So We can pay it. We can pay it. We can pay it without spending all kinds of other money. Right. Because well, then where do we where do, what what money do we not spend? Do we not fund the military? Well, do we not fix the roads? Do we not? There, there, therein lies the problem. We well. have to determine where we're going to actually stop spending. Right, now, I well. would I would suggest I would suggest get rid of the Department of Education okay. for one. <laughs> well, states can handle it. States can handle education. We don't need it. Get rid of it. There's one place, okay? Okay. And you can come up with some others. I don't care. But, you know, get rid of it because states can handle education. All right? All right. So and that's, that's what we got to do. We got to stop spending. I mean, these, you know, this guy who talked about tax cuts, my understanding is that during the Reagan tax cuts, revenue to the government actually increased. But it did. It didn't. That sure? it never, Are you yeah, sure? yeah. I You're went sure? back yes, because yeah, we we talked about that a bit the other day, and I went back and looked, mm-hmm. and you know, if you recall, Ronald Reagan actually backtracked on some of those tax cuts and imposed some in tax increases later in his first term. So I mean, he said, okay, <laughs> we're you know, things have gotten kind of out of kilter here, but uh, and we weren't running big deficits until uh, really the Reagan years. I mean, in uh, during peacetime. But well, Doug. All right. We'll get you. You see if we get you to Washington to help them figure this out. But um, I don't know if it'll be that easy. Quick break. We'll be back with more. We'll hear from Robert and Tim and Jim and you. KGMI Connects three six zero six seven six five four six four. Are you looking for health insurance? Is 2023 the year you finally retire? Maybe you are unable to make a change to your plan during the annual enrollment period. Hi, this is Marcia Neal at Vibrant USA. Special enrollment periods may allow you to still make a change to your insurance plan for 2023. Whether you have questions about Medicare or individual health plans, the friendly agents at Vibrant USA can help. Give us a call, 866-733-5111 and put us to work for you. Dewey Griffin Subaru is driven by one simple concept. If we all give a little, we'll all have a lot. These days, the Dewey motto rings truer than ever. Kindness, care, and safety have never been more important. That's why Subaru and the team at Dewey Griffin are doing their part to keep you and your loved ones safe while driving. Need a new Subaru? Stop by Dewey Griffin and learn about special ordering locally from Dewey Griffin Subaru. You'll get to build your own Subaru with all the new options you want, and you'll support a dealership that supports our community. From the Ascent to the Outback, from the Forester to the Impreza, and the all-new Crosstrek, a Subaru from Dewey Griffin will get you and your family where you need to go safely. Need service? Dewey's Express Service Center is fast, convenient, and there's no appointment necessary. At Dewey Griffin, get the service you need when you need it. And they'll throw in a free car wash with any service. Dewey Griffin Subaru. Community-minded, community-driven, and the only Subaru-certified tire and service center in the county. When you make Spring Creek by Bonaventure your home, you're not only getting the retirement of your dreams, the simplified lifestyle you deserve, and a spacious suite, you become part of our community. At Spring Creek by Bonaventure, new neighbors become best friends. Book a tour at retirementperfected.com or call us at 360-746-2432 and discover what it means to live life on your terms. Come in today and learn how we can save you thousands. Once again, that's retirementperfected.com. The latest local news and important topics of the day from the West Mechanical Studio. Don't worry about your furnace on the coldest days of the year. Talk with West Mechanical, your independent train dealer, about replacing your old inefficient furnace with a train comfort system. Today, find them at westmechanical.net. Get the latest news and information 24-7 with KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. Thanks for joining us here on this Monday. We go to uh, Robert. You've been holding on. Hi, Robert. Hello. I think with the with the death situation, they've 
they have the ceiling, but they've already appropriated the money for the programs. It's like Congress will will meet and they'll promise a certain amount of money for the veterans' benefits and the military and Medicare and all of those things. They've appropriated that money, um, but the debt. They have to raise the debt ceiling because going forward, you know, the programs run till the end of the fiscal year, maybe. But before the fiscal year is over, they hit the debt ceiling. So they either have to slam on the brakes suddenly and, and cut off the money that they've already appropriated for going forward, or they have to raise the debt ceiling. Yeah, and that's that's it. I mean, they've, they've imposed this, um, well, it is an artificial limit. Because it's not imposed by the banks or or lenders that the government is uh, you know using, uh, but it's imposed that they've imposed, saying we are not going to borrow more than this. Well, then they I guess turn their backs on that limit when they go ahead and sign these spending bills, so the the bills go forward and the money is appropriated, the the loans are taken out. And then uh, they hit that ceiling, and then they have to revisit it time and time again. Yeah, it's kind of baked into the cake till the end of the fiscal year. And I think the problem is, I think overall, the American people, it's kind of like wanting to eat have your cake and eat it too. People want low taxes, but they want their veterans' benefits. And there are all these different Things that the government supports, like farm farm subsidies that can yeah. help keep the cost of food down, mm-hmm. and you know the transportation system, all of the freeways, and how much that costs to keep the automobiles getting around, and you know the military and the veterans and and so the border guards they need money, and Republicans want more border guards, and you know the wall costs money, and it. It's just I think we're kind of in a way we're we're a little bit spoiled. We want more than we're willing to pay for on the average. I'm kind of a minimalist myself. I um but no most people want a little more. We get used to um the comforts and a lot of businesses are dependent on the government and now you know you have disaster relief and, and if they don't raise the debt ceiling there's no money. They could just say, you know, you have a big hurricane hits Texas or Louisiana or something or Florida, they could just say, Well, you're on your own. You know, your homes are flooded, uh the government's out of money, we're not gonna help you. But I it's hard Hard to do that. So whenever Republicans get in, they promise, yeah, let's cut spending. And then another hurricane comes and they say, well, you know, Bush got into a lot of trouble. And when Hurricane Katrina hit New Orleans, that the response was kind of tepid at first. And ever since then, whenever there's a hurricane, even um, they'll go down there and they'll say, um, uh, we're not going to turn our backs on you. Mm-hmm. We, you'll get all the money you need, mm-hmm. you know. And yeah, yeah. Well, kind of like uh, our lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> sort of, yeah. Uh, but I, you're you're right in that. Uh, I mean, we're a diverse nation with a lot of diverse interests, and um, and our government works to to one degree or another to support many of them, and it costs a lot of money. That's for sure. And which it ones? Does, which think. ones do we cut when we start to get out the the you know the the cutting you know the the axe? You know, I we mean, can't have it. Oh, yeah. It's kind of like we need a little bit of patience. And I think uh, if people are making a good living and a lot of money, I think we do have to, people have to pay taxes. I don't mind paying some taxes. I'm, you know, I'm in a low income bracket, but I, I do, I, I think I just need to pay taxes too. We, right. It's kind of like we're, everybody's on it, in it for themselves, but we got to kind of work together on this. <laughs> All right. Okay. Thanks. Appreciate it, Robert. Let's go to Jim over on San Juan Island. Hi, Jim. Hey, Joe. Thanks for taking my call. Uh-huh. Hey, uh, so, uh, you know, was it was it Doug who was uh, telling us how simple it was? That, uh, yeah, take- well, they said, yeah, that, that we, yeah, we wouldn't just, if we just quit spending the money, then we'd be okay. We wouldn't have to increase the debt ceiling, in essence. Yeah, I, I didn't know part of the time. I didn't know if he was a genius or... He really didn't understand the situation, but I, you know, I think it's, uh, 
It is quite simple, really. Yeah. Uh, if we just cut back on spending, and when he said, I, I didn't take him seriously because he was going on like I thought he didn't know what he was talking about. When he said, uh, you know, just rule out the Department of uh, uh, Education. Well, education, yeah. And uh, see, that would be just, oh boy, would people, they would not only clutch their pearls, but they would yank them <laughs> off and throw them down. Yeah. But that's, if we're going to. If we're going to save ourselves from this disaster that's coming, we've got to do that. But I'm I'm afraid that the disaster might be planned, and really, why don't we just keep going till we go off the tracks? Because uh, if it is a disaster, well, there's nothing better than an emergency. Don't let an emergency go to waste. And so I do believe there's a large part of uh, the people in power and who want to keep power who do like a crisis. And so, you know, maybe that's what they're looking for. We can change our currency and uh, currency that could more easily be controlled by a central government hmm. and big banks could be in collusion with each other because now we know that uh, big government can be in collusion with private industry. So, you know, he, he has a point. I think we could do it if we decided to really cut fat. And why can't the states take care of education and a few other things? I think it was Kennedy who said, that's not what uh, your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. We get that mindset. We're going to be all right, but I think we're so far from it because we're so spoiled. All right. All right, Jim. I, I, right. I, I can't, can't argue with that to any great degree. I think we are pretty spoiled, but um, at the same time, I think our federal government does a lot as far as um, contributing to just things that we use each and every day, whether they're highways, whether they are our schools, whether they are our um, you know, nonprofits that, uh, that help to keep people afloat, that sort of thing. But we'll take a quick break. Be back with more. we got Tim on the line. John, we'll hear from, and you, 360-676-5464. The snow is dubbing in the mountains and foothills, which means it's time to gear up for winter fun. When it comes to outdoor play in the wintertime, nobody beats Mount Baker Motorsports in Bellingham. They're your authorized Arctic Cat snowmobile and off-road dealer and have everything you need for your winter adventures. Mount Baker Motorsports offers an extensive parts and accessories department, apparel for the winter riding season, and a service team for all repairs and upgrades to your existing sleds. Are you working outside during the cold and snowy season? Mount Baker Motorsports has you covered. They have an extensive selection of ATVs and side-by-sides that can be fitted with snow plows, cabin closures and heater systems to ensure that you can get the job done stop by and visit mount baker motorsports today at the corner of Woburn and iowa in bellingham or check them out online at mountmakermoto.com mount baker motorsports whatcom county's premier power sports dealer featuring arctic cat kawasaki ktm cf moto husqvarna and gas gas Hi, I'm Tom Connors. Went to Mark Patrick's hypnosis seminar February 6, 2019. Nothing worked before. Left there and never smoked again. Amazing. Easy, affordable, and guaranteed. A year later, with my wife Michelle, attended Mark Patrick's weight loss seminar. She lost 18 pounds and I lost 43 in eight weeks. It's true. He smoked two packs a day and nothing worked until Mark Patrick hypnosis. Now we're losing weight together, eating healthy, full on half the food. Crazy. Enjoying exercising who would have believed mark patrick hypnosis really works it's amazing i can breathe again my blood pressure went down and i've got so much energy so much energy join mark patrick seminars for only 49.99 hypnosis designed to destroy unwanted cravings seminar sunday february 19th at lakenta inn and suites by wyndham bellingham weight loss seminar 11 a.m stop smoking seminar 2 p.m or monday february 20th at days Inn by wyndham mount vernon weight loss seminar 5 30 p.m stop smoking Smoking Seminar, 8 p.m. Register markpatrickseminars.com. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. Thanks for joining us here on this Monday afternoon. And as always, we hope that you'll join us. Let's go to Tim and Everson. Hi, Tim. Good afternoon, Joe. Hey, hey let me tell you what I understand and don't understand. Okay. okay. I, I understand that the debt ceiling has to be raised. And I say that because it it seems to be overlooked. But the U.S. has to pay off the interest on the money it's already borrowed. Mm -hmm. 
Because if you want to go back to the credit card scenario, if you don't make your payment, your credit rating is tanked. Right. And that'll affect everyone, especially with the Fed rates as high as they are. Because you're borrowing basically at that rate. So it does have to be raised. Now, what I don't understand is if you look at this last omnibus bill Mm -hmm. and the spending bill, why are we spending money on, you know, and and I don't want this to be a partisan thing because you could go back to who's ever in charge and the same thing happens over and over and over again. Okay. But why are we spending money on the Michelle Obama walking park, millions and millions of dollars, trans awareness centers over on the East Coast, pumping money into San Francisco for silly things? That's what I don't understand. We knew the debt ceiling was coming, and yet we keep appropriating or budgeting money for things that aren't that. We're not going to – we just don't need to be spending money on that stuff. If anybody's tightened their belt before, they know that. So that's what I don't understand is is how how we make these outrageous appropriations of money. And then when we know we've got a debt ceiling coming up, now that money hasn't been spent. Okay, I get it. But okay. it's going to have to be paid for. Yeah. I, and I hear what you're saying. Ultimately, it seems, though, that uh, so many of these items that seem pretty trivial, and why are we spending money on that? And ultimately, though, when you're talking about trillions of dollars, it it's just a, it's a tiny fraction. And really, as far as what our government spends money on, and and the the you know the the slices of the pie. That's pretty small when you're talking about and this. And I, I do I do understand that and I see what you're saying, but you know what? You gotta start somewhere. Okay. That's fair. And it and if I don't know that they'll do any have any serious reckoning this time around. Probably not. They'll, you know, argue back and forth a bit and then ultimately when you know, and, and we'll go along for a while, maybe they'll like it happened during the Obama years, of, you know, they'll close down some national monuments and things for a few days, and then they'll give in and they'll go ahead and sign the <laughs> increase the debt limit, and we'll move on, and things won't really change. But I don't I know what it would take. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right, Tim. Thanks. Yep. Appreciate Bye. it. Let's go to John in Ferndale. Hey, John. Hey, Joe. You seem very certain that everything's going to work out, and it's going to be no big deal. I'm a I'm a, yeah, I'm an optimist at heart. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> okay. I'm not. Well, you're not alone. You listen to some of our other callers, and I think they think I'm full of it, too. But anyway, go ahead. I don't, I don't think you're full of it. I mean, I agree with you on a lot of stuff. I just, you know, I, I yeah, it's just, I think it's probably the way you're, you're born. You know, uh, me and Benjamin Franklin are both pessimists. You know, uh-huh. and and, uh, and when when the uh, better outcome does uh, does happen, but I mean, at least I'm prepared for the worst. Um, hey, I didn't I didn't get shot today. Yay! Good, good. That's always good. Yeah. When you can avoid a bullet in the United States of America, that's a good day. Uh, I just uh, I couldn't believe what I was watching with, uh, you know, how much I loved Diamond and Silk, the black. Uh, ladies who were big Trump supporters and went to his rallies and was always diamond and silk, diamond and silk, because they're sisters, right? They look alike, they dress alike, they got the same glasses, you know, with the incredibly bejeweled frames and all that, and they love their Trumpy, right? So, unfortunately, Diamond didn't listen to Trump, and she paid the ultimate price, because when you don't get the shot and you're, you know, especially um. Minorities are more susceptible to the virus. They have like a a higher death rate and when you're overweight and all that. So Trump is speaking at her funeral. And mm. you know, Joe, all you gotta do is get some like some information about what her life was like, the things she, she liked, where she went to school, right? It's so you know, it's not hard to give a eulogy, but Trump turned it into a, a campaign event. 
you know, and it, it was just, it was so, it was so, um, well, it, it was weird, and then it got weirder, because he didn't remember ever meeting Silk. I mean, I, there's pictures of them at the White House, you know, sitting right next to him. It's Diamond and Silk. He said he never met Silk, and he's just, you know, and okay. she's up there saying, well, you know, oh, he treated us just uh, just like, like one of his own kids. And I was like, wow, what a, you know, the thing is, what a senior moment um, for, for, for Trump. But it's not like, it's not like we can uh, crow too loudly, because I tell you what, I'm so bad at Biden. I'm, I mean, I'll still vote for him, of course, but because of the alternative. But this whole thing, more documents show yeah. up. I, it's just, it's, mm-hmm. you know, um, uh, let's like incredibly cool. careless and, and especially in light of uh, what he had said about uh, the, the documents that were found at Trump's home and that sort of thing and how they were handled. And, yeah, that's that's pretty weird. But, John, I got to I feel like I, I maybe need to do an intervention here because I, I don't know. I was not even I mean, I, I I knew that Diamond had passed away and I did not know that though that uh, Trump was going to speak at, at a memorial service. I, I haven't been, a, I've been, I've been watching playoff football and I you know, was paying attention to, I actually, you know, Lisa Marie Presley's uh, funeral and Axl Rose singing November rain. And, you know, this is where my attention is focused. It's not on everything Trump's doing. I, I think you need to step back from the, from the, the well, Trump. I mean, I also Trump talk meter. about <laughs> Trump vision. Other, Joe, Joe, Joe <laughs> okay. I have other interests as 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 well. Okay. But when the people in this country who inflicted Trump on us and ruined the country, I mean, everyone's talking about oh the debt ceiling. Well, are those people that got the two trillion dollars? In, in uh, you know, for uh, tax breaks for the rich, are they going to give it back? Oh, the thing is, I'm going to call and I'm going to remind people okay. about Trump and the horrible mistake that they made before when they voted for him so that they never vote Republican again. Okay. Republicans right. hate this country and they want to destroy our democracy. And so, of course, I'm going to be upset about that. Why would I mention Lisa Marie Presley? On your show, number one, she was a Scientologist, so so she can go to hell. I mean, I don't care about about people who who are in cults that that don't affect me. But when it's the Trump cult and when they can ruin the country, that's when I get concerned. Okay, all right. Well, I just I thought I'd step in there and just. Say, you know, step back. I think from from the Trump vision. But we'll take a quick break. Be back with more. Thanks for your call, John. We want to hear from you. 360-676-5464. Are you looking for health insurance? Is 2023 the year you finally retire? Maybe you are unable to make a change to your plan during the annual enrollment period. Hi, this is Marcia Neal at Vibrant USA. Special enrollment periods may allow you to still make a change to your insurance plan for 2023. Whether you have questions about Medicare or individual health plans, the friendly agents at Vibrant USA can help. Give us a call, 866-733-5111 and put us to work for you. Cascade Natural Gas is offering energy efficiency rebates so you can enjoy more comfort in every room of your home and a lower energy bill, all while earning cash incentives. Find out how upgrading to high-efficiency gas equipment will keep you warm in the winter and cool in the summer and earn rebates. Contact a Cascade Trade Ally today. Innovations for Quality Living sells low-pi and fireplace extraordinaire inserts, fireplaces, and freestanding stoves. Whether you're looking for a freestanding stove, built-in fireplace, or fireplace insert, Innovations professional staff can help with product selection, installation, and interior design options. Stop by Innovations showroom and see all the new natural gas burning displays today on James Street in Bellingham and online at innovations-fql.com. So, if you're a Cascade Natural Gas customer, take another walk through your home and start thinking of all the rebates you could earn when you upgrade the energy efficiency of your home. Don't wait. Find out more today at cngc.com to start earning your cash rebates. 
When you make Spring Creek by Bonaventure your home, you're not only getting the retirement of your dreams, the simplified lifestyle you deserve, and a spacious suite, you become part of our community. At Spring Creek by Bonaventure, new neighbors become best friends. Book a tour at retirementperfected.com or call us at 360-746-2432 and discover what it means to live life on your terms. Come in today and learn how we can save you thousands. Once again, that's retirementperfected.com. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. Another minute or two, we can squeeze you in if you've got some thoughts on your mind here on this Monday, 360-676-5464. But I have to just state that now our caller before the break, John, said that Republicans want to destroy the country, something to that effect. And I, I mean, I hear this all the time about liberals, Democrats, they want to destroy the country. I don't think that's the case. I mean, it's ARC. We're all in this boat together. I don't know that anybody is, that's their goal is to chop holes in the boat. So it completely sinks. And I mean, when it comes to, uh, you know, the 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 debt and uh, our country's financial health, I don't know that that's the kind of crisis that um, would any, anyone would see as being beneficial because, you hit a financial crisis and you don't have any money to fix it, well, then you're kind of out of luck. There's nothing much you can do to uh, to affect the change that you want to have take effect. I mean, unless you want to just hand our country over to these international monetary barons, um, but what's that going to get you if you're uh, in a position to do that? It just It just seems kind of like a... Uh, it, uh, it, it's rhetoric that um, not helpful and uh, or productive in any way, shape, or form. But uh, real quick, we got uh, we get uh, we got one caller. I think we can throw in here. We got just a minute or so to hear from Bruce in Bellingham. Hi, Bruce. Hey, Joe. You know, talking about the whole uh, debt ceiling and that they'll you know the traditional way is yeah they're going to argue and haggle it on the floor. Except if you really give serious thought to this group of conservative Republicans, they don't get it. And I don't put anything past them. You know, they they don't care if they wreak havoc. They think that's their, like, God-appointed duty to do that. Okay. Well, and uh, go ahead. Oh, back to Reagan and how he relented. On, on raising taxes. If I remember correctly, I've had it relayed to me that Reagan was hard-pressed to call it raising taxes. So when he did that, he called it revenue enhancement. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> A little more palatable name, but all right. Thanks, right, Bruce. Right. <laughs> right. Appreciate right. it. Sure. Uh, all right. <laughs> Thanks for Bye. calling. I appreciate you d- wrapping it up for us here today. But uh, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> yeah, whatever you, you the name you put on it, make it feel, make it sound good, make it feel, make it a feel good thing. Revenue enhancement rather than a tax increase. But Reagan did sign a tax increase, and then his successor, the first George D- Bush H W, signed that uh, tax increase in spite of his pledge. Hey, I've got, uh, we got a few seconds here. If you'd like to go to the boat show, the boat show, the big Seattle boat show, I've got a a family four-pack of tickets for the first two callers. We'll take you. 360-676-5464, family four-pack. Get you in free to the big Seattle boat show. It's uh, February 3rd through the 11th down at uh, Lumen Field and also at Bell Harbor Marina. So first two callers, 360-676-5464 right now. We'll send you and your family down to the big Seattle boat show and hope you have a great rest of your month. The voice of Northwest Washington for over 90 years. KGMI and KISM HD2 Bellingham. From the West Mechanical Studio.